First Palm Media. Nobody covers dog sledding like mushing from First Paw Media. Our team of athletes, volunteers, race organizers, and mushers like Robert and Michelle Forto brings you closer to the sport. If it's happening, we are there. Live from the qualifying races in January and February, the Iditarod in March, and in the summer, mushing takes you on the road with our team and trail tour. We connect you with a history of the sport, in-depth interviews with a top mushers, and great storytelling and breaking news all year long. Follow on mushing.com. You are listening to Mushing on First Paw Media. Visit our website at mushing.com. Hello and welcome everybody and thank you for joining us for another edition of Mushing. And today I have a special guest calling in from Fairbanks, Alaska. Her name is Lisa Nilsson. She is the executive director for the Yukon Quest Alaska. Lisa, how's it going today? Hi, great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us today. It is very cold and quite a bit of snow here in Willow. What are the conditions looking like for race day in just a couple of weeks? Yeah, so right now it's like 40 belows as well. It's pretty pretty chilly, but um, looking at the weather right now, of course, it can always change within the next week or so, but looks like it might be right warm up to be right around zero degrees which would be really really great for all of our volunteers all of our spectators kind of everybody involved would be nice to have a little bit of a warmer start for sure yeah and i'm going to talk a little bit about that weather with lisa here in just a second but first can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about please yeah, of course, of course. So um, yeah, my name is Lisa Nelson. Um, I am born and raised in Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, I'm a third generation Alaskan um, and I guess third generation from Fairbanks as well. So got a big, uh, big local family here and a uh, big hockey family. So I'm very new into the mushing community, but definitely uh, a winter sports gal through and through. So I'm super excited to learn um, so much about this sport and all of that. Um, I just started um, as executive director in August of 2023. So brand new first race um, we're putting together and I'm, I'm so excited about it. We've had so much support and excitement and everything leading into this. And I just keep being told like, once you get involved in the mushing community, it's really hard to not be involved from there on out. And I definitely see that I've, I've met and interacted with so many great people here. So I'm really, really excited. But yeah, uh, very new to all all things Quest, all things mushing. And um, yeah, but I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for it. Well, congratulations on the new role. And I'm sure you will do great things over there. But as an executive director, what have you done in the past to prepare you for a role like that? Have you worked with nonprofits? Have you worked in business? What is your background, if you will? Yeah, of course. So um, I uh, graduated with a, a marketing degree and I got my MBA um, and I have worked in uh, UAF athletics, which I think really helped me prepare for this role. Um, I did a lot of their promotion, sponsorship and um, many, many things um, within athletics um, for two years there. And that was really, really great and prepared for me to um, have the organizational skills, um, speaking with sponsors. Um, it's essentially event planning is what I'm doing, right? So event planning just on a different level, but 
it's um that has definitely helped me and and um I've worked in a few different places as well, but I, I keep going back to like athletics has very much taught me a lot of um, a lot of things that I need to know um, in order to succeed in the executive director role. So I knew two nonprofits really, or I'm new to um, like this area. Um, I'm new to this specific position, um, but yeah, working with uh, sponsors, event planning, coordination with all groups of people and volunteers and and stuff like that um uif athletics definitely gave me a really good um a really good amount of experience and kind of confidence to be able to um, take this role and run with it well before we jump into the logistics and the race itself since you are relatively new to this but growing up in fairbanks definitely a mushing town yukon quest has a huge <laughs> history there you have a very cool uh, headquarters pretty much right in the middle of the town. But have you ever had a chance to be on a dog sled or driven a dog team in, in all of the time that you've lived here? I have not. Oh my I goodness. have not. And people are like mind blown. So my goal is to like have the race go off without a hitch, which I really, really hope and believe it will. Um, but have the race go off without a hitch. And then my next goal is to um, get on a sled for sure. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, Lisa, because that really gives you a different perspective. And when mm -hmm. you're entering into a role like yours, where you're sort of the uh, the boss, if you will, it's always good to have different perspectives than everybody else. You know, sort of that uh, looking in perspective, if you know what I mean. How do you think that that fits your your ideal, if you will, in this role, kind of this outsider looking into this sort of mysterious world of of uh, competitive dog mushing well first of all it's definitely been a learning year and will continue to be a huge 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 learning experience for the future um but i think it's just been nice to have like like just like you said some some different thoughts and perspectives and some things might be brought up and they're like oh that would never work and it's like okay that's fine like that's all right let's let's think about it another another way um but yeah, I think it's always in whatever, whatever is being planned, whatever is being thought up, whatever is being organized. I think it's always really nice to have um, some outside perspectives. So it's nice working with uh, mushers or people that have been so heavily involved in the race and then having some thoughts outside of it and, and seeing how some of those things might work. So it's definitely been difficult, um, but I think it's been really helpful as well to get those different um, perspectives like you mentioned. So let's talk about the race itself. Uh, big time racing fans, mushing fans have have followed the Yukon Quest for for many years. I believe it started in the mid '80s, if I'm not mistaken. And for many many years, up to about COVID, it ran a thousand mile race from Whitehorse to Fairbanks, and then switching year to year from Fairbanks to Whitehorse. Uh, recently, it changed format, if you will, and now it has an Alaskan race and a Canadian race. Can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, at least your perspective of that being on the Alaskan side? Yeah, of course. Um, so it definitely started with um, COVID, as everything does, right? Um, we had to kind of split up with the border um, and all of that. And this is, of course, very, very new. And just like you said, it's like my perspective of being pretty new and what I've heard. So we had to split it from that. And we just haven't been able to quite connect back. Um, so our goal um, on the Alaskan side, 100% is just making sure that we keep 
the sport alive um, and we always provide a safe race for our mushers and um, just that we provide a race for our mushers in interior Alaska. That's super important for us. Um, and yeah, our hope is to, of course, expand to longer races and, and see and bridge the gaps and see what that's going to look like. But for this year, for sure, um, we very much just want to have a successful race for 2024. And then we can always grow from there, um, listen to mushers thoughts and perspectives and and kind of um, see see what that looks like for the future for sure. So, yeah, it definitely definitely two races right now. But um, yeah, we'll kind of see what the future has in hold for us, I guess. So the race starts on February 3rd. You're doing a 300-mile race and an 80-mile race uh, starting at 11 o'clock for the first one and then a little bit later on at 3 p.m. for the 80-mile race. Uh, as I mentioned, for, for many years with the longer race uh, that, that ran either in Fairbanks or Whitehorse, they also did a Yukon Quest 300. It was typically a qualifier for uh, the Iditarod mm -hmm. or the Quest. Is this the same route as the Fairbanks uh, Yukon Quest 300 that ran for years, or is it different? We actually also have a 200 mile, which is kind of following very, very similar route to our 300. Um, so we have three races, but okay. they I'm assured that they're, I keep hearing that everybody's a rookie this year and the last few years are, are, are uh, everything has changed a little bit. Um, so our our routes seem to be changing a little bit every year to make sure that we're getting our mileage and we're having the safest, um, most passable routes available for our mushers. So definitely a little bit of a different route this year. Um, but to give you an idea, our, uh, our 300 mile race uh, and our 200 mile race, they go from Fairbanks to Two Rivers or Pleasant Valley Community. Um, so Fairbanks to Two Rivers to mile 101 to Central um that is where our 200 mile finishes our 300 mile then goes to circle and then finishes back in central so they get a little extension there um our 80 mile just goes out to two rivers slash pleasant valley and then back to fairbanks um after uh after a break there so um kind of all following all three of those races are following similar routes but for th this year seems to be um, a little bit of a unique route for sure um and it seems to have been the case for, I guess, the last few as well, is what I have heard. Well, you know, uh, when you're racing, it's always interesting to change up the route. Of course, that's what makes it interesting. That's why other mm -hmm. sports play in different uh, different arenas. And there's there's definitely a, 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 a saying with home field advantage or away advantage or whatever. So when you change up that route, everybody has to change their strategy. And I think that's what makes competitive dog mushing so interesting because it's not the same every single time, not only with trail conditions, but weather and all of that can throw wrenches into that. So Lisa, let's talk a little bit about the, the Yukon quest 80. Typically mm -hmm. on these much shorter races, people are doing those as training runs, partic particularly uh, younger teams or younger mushers are running these puppy teams, that sort of thing. Is that race open to juniors or is it strictly an adult race? No, that race is actually open to juniors. Um, so that race is open for uh, ages 14 and up. So wow. and we have anywhere from real like, yeah, we use some juniors and we have um, some older mushers for sure. Um, the whole goal, like you said, is to allow um, those newer teams, newer mushers, younger mushers, 
um, the chance to kind of dip their toe in the water a little bit um, and test it out. So yeah, it's the goal is to kind of allow them a shorter race and then hopefully have them sign up for the longer races in the near future. Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, I believe 17 mushers in our 80 mile right now. And we're so excited about it. So yeah, that seems like a, a really, really great race for us. Yeah. I really like those, those shorter races, especially if they're just as a training run for a, a longer mm-hmm. race, like I did a rod or something like that. So Lisa, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, the weather, and we said it's very cold right now. I think you said 40 degrees below zero uh, in Fairbanks, which is here at the end of January when we're recording that. Typically, the Yukon Quest, being it running in early February, has always been a much colder race than Iditarod. By the time you get to Iditarod, you know, it's early March, you have more sunlight, typically better temperatures, but the Yukon Quest is a different animal with it being this cold, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely... Um... It's kind of a, a double-edged sword, I guess. Um, the weather with it being this cold, we haven't rec- we haven't really had too, too much weather quite like this this year so far. So it's kind of great because it helps everything freeze up and maybe really secure our trails. But it also just makes um, a lot of people's jobs a little bit harder. Um, and yeah, definitely a little unique with um, just like getting all of all of our ducks in a row a little bit. So we're hoping and we're thinking it'll warm up a little bit. Um, but yeah, definitely unique having a start uh, in early February in interior Alaska. It's definitely going to be or has a really, really good chance to be quite a cold race for sure. And for mushing fans, uh, from a musher's perspective here, dog teams typically run their best at about 10 above to about 10 below. That's sort of that sweet spot for for teams to really be optimal when it gets a lot colder than that it makes everything more difficult as lisa said and if it gets much warmer than that of course you're dealing with all sorts of other variables as well and of course on the other side of that with volunteers and checkers and vets and all of that when it's way cold like it is right now it makes their job much tougher too doesn't it yeah definitely 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 does (laughs) So what what does the trail look like now? What what is your guys' snowpack? Like I said, we have several feet down here in the Matsu Valley. Do you guys have a good snowpack, or is it uh, pretty uh, one way or the other up there? Um, question regarding the trail. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have the exact answers. We have um, we have a really really great trail crew with a lot of um, volunteers and whatnot that are really on top of making sure that our trail is is running smoothly and they've assured us that it, everything is running great so far and and the the cold snap is kind of what we needed a little bit to make sure everything's good and right before the cold snap we got a, hit with quite a bit of snow so definitely has been nice and our trail will look great but yeah specific questions regarding the trail i don't know if i i don't know if i have an answer right now for you Hey, that's okay. Uh, at least you have snow. I know for, for many years in some of these races, especially uh, down in the lower 48 this year, a lot of the Iditarod qualifiers have had to cancel. I know the John Bear Grease Marathon, which is sort of the, the premier mid-distance race down in Minnesota, had to cancel for no snow, as well as Race to the Sky, which is also another 
uh, multi-hundred mile Iditarod qualifier had to cancel as well. So it looks like things are good here in Alaska, at least as we speak right now. Of course, uh, things can change, but I don't think things are going to melt between now and race day. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, definitely no melt will happen. We'll be lucky if race day is um, right at like zero degrees. That would be great. And it looks like we have a chance, but even then, yeah, definitely nothing is melting here anytime soon. So Lisa, you had mentioned that you have quite a few mushers uh, signed up for the for the 80 mile race. What did the other two races look like? Are they full? Are they close? Yeah, so we have um, we have 17 in our 80 mile race. We have 17 in our 300 mile race and we have five in our 200 mile race. So we definitely, um, our last sign up day was uh, January 19th. And we've definitely, as as people do, love to sign up um, like the week of, day before, things like that. So we got a lot of um, applications in that week. And so we're looking pretty good. I believe we're at 39 mushers across all three of our races, which feels really, really great knowing that we have so many. So what are you guys doing uh, the, to lead up to the race? Are there any festivities or anything like that that are happening around town? I know that they used to do fundraisers and meet and greets and that sort of stuff. Do you guys have anything on the calendar? Yeah, so this year we will have our Meet the Musher um, and Bib Draw event. So that is February 1st um, at the Civic Center in Fairbanks uh, at Pioneer Park. Um, that's from about five to nine ish. So people can come in, um, get the first look at 2024 race merchandise, um, purchase a poster, meet their mushers. So they know exactly who they want to cheer for, get them to sign their poster, all the things like that. Um, and then that's also where our mushers draw their bib numbers as well. So that's kind of unique and you get to see who you're cheering for and all of that. So, um, that, yeah, again, is on February 1st at the civic center in pioneer park in Fairbanks um from five to seven so yeah come out and meet your mushers grab a drink have some snacks um and get your uh 2024 poster signed excellent so lisa i have just a couple of more questions before we go the first one is as a new executive director of of the race what has been uh your biggest challenge that's the first question and your second question to that to lead on a high note what has been your biz- biggest success in your position so far? The, those might be the same answer, honestly. Okay. Um, this year we are starting um, on Second Avenue in downtown Fairbanks. Um, and that has not been done since 2014. So it's definitely, um, it impacts like we have to close all of downtown or all of Second Avenue um, or most of Second Avenue right downtown for at least a full day, um, bring in snow, all of that, all of the logistics, event permits, um, getting businesses on board, getting residents on board. That's been a huge, a huge project to tackle and has definitely been one of the harder bits of it, but it's also been the most rewarding because everybody is so, so, so genuinely excited for it. I went and kind of delivered some some letters to local business owners on Second Avenue to just notify them like, hey, street's going to be closed this day. And every single one of them was thrilled, like overjoyed um, about it happening. So it's definitely really, really great to be planning something that's like this kind of difficult to put together and like so many parts and pieces. Um, it So yes, it's hard, but it's been it's been so 
rewarding and so fun to plan with so many different people. Um, and I'm just really, really excited to see it go off without a hitch. I think it'll be um, awesome for spectators, awesome for local businesses. Um, and everybody seems to be so, so, so excited. So it's been kind of the greatest reward and um, the hardest battle as well. Yeah, that is exciting. And I'm glad you guys are able to do that because for most fans, uh, they don't get that chance. You know, when I'm thinking about races that I've been involved in, whether it be uh, distances like this or, or I've never ran Quest or Iditarod, but I, I, I think the best times I've ever had is when there has been a lot of fan participation, whether you're running through a town or there's a big finish or whatever, but often fans are just sort of left out. And that's, that's sort of an unfortunate part of dog mushing because it's not necessarily fan friendly once it starts, you know, you follow it on, on the trackers or the websites or whatever. So that's really exciting to have that back. And like you said, to have the businesses involved. And of course that might be a little boost for them. People can come in and buy sandwiches or coffee or whatever. I think that that's really a boost to Fairbanks. And I, I want to applaud you guys for doing that. So Lisa, before we go, did we cover everything that you wanted to, or is there anything that we left out? Um, I believe, I feel like we, we covered a lot of things here. Um, I'm sure that there's things that have been left out with being that we're a week out from the race and my mind is just go, go, go in. But I feel good that we've covered um, kind of most things about the race. Um, maybe a few things that, that haven't been are like our, um, our vet team and our officials. They've, they've all been super, super hard at work and our uh, adopt a mushroom program. All those things have been really successful in just getting more people involved in the race and more excitement and support and all of that. So where can folks follow the race? Where is the go-to spot? Is it Facebook? Is it your guys' website? What are the places to go? Yeah, so we have, you just mentioned um, folks tracking their mushers on the website and on spot trackers. We have both of those. So we will be tracking on our website um, in and out of checkpoints. Um, that's yukonquestalaska.com. So you can look at our website, but we'll also be doing um, various updates on our Facebook as well. Um, again, that's just Yukon Quest Alaska on Facebook. Um, so yeah, hopefully we've got um, a lot of people following the race um, and a lot of su success leading into it as well. And for fans that, of the show, you probably remember just a couple of weeks ago, we had on photographer Whitney McLarnon, and she says that she plans to be there again this year and takes absolutely breathtaking photos of these these teams that are through uh through the, the start line and then, of course, down the trail. So if you haven't heard that episode, definitely go check that out because those are some fabulous photos that I'm sure you guys will share over on your social media as well. Well, Lisa, thank you very much for joining us today here on the Mushing Podcast, and we look forward to remaining in contact and uh, sharing your guys' updates over on mushing.com. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been really great to um, talk about the race. All right, guys, on behalf of my guest today, this is Robert for Mushing. We will see you guys next time.
Goodbye. Nobody covers dog sledding like mushing from First Paw Media. Our team of athletes, volunteers, race organizers, and mushers like Robert and Michelle Forto brings you closer to the sport. If it's happening, we are there. Live from the qualifying races in January and February, the Iditarod in March, and in the summer, mushing takes you on the road with our team and trail tour. We connect you with a history of the sport, in-depth interviews with the top mushers, and great storytelling and breaking news all year long. Follow on mushing.com.